let thy grace like a fetter bind us wow if I'm going to be in bondage to anything that's the kind of bondage I want to the grace of Jesus Christ amen wow uh, hello I'm not mad am I and me with a stethoscope yeah that that probably doesn't ring well well with you is I'm I am Jeff Randolph I'm one of the elders I go back a long ways with Matt Warren will it be 17 this April uh, Matt had been here as long as our dog who But our dog has left, but Matt's still here, so, yeah. Yeah, but I share that, but, but realistically, what we'll be talking about today is about relationships. Now, he can't be everywhere and all the time. But I've prayed with him and served with him for over 17 years. I know a lot of his warts and his Pauline sentences. I, I am, they laughed at me sometimes because they say I'm bizarro Matt. I'm the other end of Matt. The far end, I guess. But I tell you, I had knee surgery in early December, replacement, yeah. <clears throat> You get to go into the menu now and pick your parts, you know. Mm, boy, that knee looks good, okay. But anyway, from years of praying and knowing, he says to my wife, what can I do for you? And she says, well, when we come home on that Thursday, I'll give you a call if you could just, I'll you just help be sure he don't fall going up him steps getting in that's something that happened with her dad one time and that's part of building a relationship within the body of Christ don't expect him to be there after you have your tonsils removed or anything like that I share that with you because we're going to be looking at a passage that is alive and breathing and has the heartbeat that says what are you investing in the body of Christ? How much are you rolling up your sleeves, dropping your barriers, and getting to know one another? Because that comes from years of walking and knowing him and laughing with him. I, I, I sometimes think, I don't tell jokes and stuff like Russ. I don't know, life is humor for me, everything I walk through. I think I'm sometimes in the elders' meetings for, for comedy 15 minutes. <laughs> just to, I, I tell Debbie, I said, man, it would have been a lot shorter meeting if I just could not tell some of the funny stuff, I guess. But anyway, that's part of who I am. So the Lord says, be you. And I'm like, be me? Are you kidding? Yeah, they're going to think I'm nuts. And they'll be right Jeff that's all right you know and so so I, I thank you I have asked before by official Robert's rules of order 
All those in favor of allowing him to be him, not his sinful self, but his self in Jesus, let it be known by saying, I, and all those opposed will do somersaults. It's unanimous. I know how to work you, don't I? All right. Wow. Okay. So I guess we ought to get to an intro, right? You're thinking, maybe. To those who know my style of teaching, this will be my notes. You get to be messy today. You get to write something down, circle it, put a star, underline it, you know, any way you want it. Because I've got a lot of things, the passage we're dealing with. And so I've got faith, hope, love, grace, gospel. That's all of some of the deep theological. We'll touch on some. We won't have time to spend. I, I look at this passage, and in our small group, we would be in this baby. How long, Brian? Six months? I mean, maybe. Man, with, with these type topics, I don't know if we would ever, we might spend a year. Who knows? You got those? Put past, present, future. How about Billy Dumpy Moreland? Clarence Allison. Now, what I'll do is I'll try to connect some of these dots for you, if it's possible. And when I teach scripture, it's my first thing it seems like I do is I personalize it. My first reading of this passage even with all these deep theological things. Billy Dumpy Moreland and Clarence Allison jumped out at me. And you say, how did you get to that, Jeff? Let's do an overread. We're going to be in Colossians chapter 1. We've, we said it was going to be 3 through 12. I don't know if you can cut it off there. We'll try, Ashley. So it's not an Ashley misprint. It's a Jeff era, you know. It's, a, it's my messy text, I guess, okay? Yeah. Yeah, I, I am kind of messy. I, that Siri has trouble understanding my southern vernacular. Yeah, okay. In every pastor's office, we don't have bucks on the wall. We don't have mooses or anything like that. We have rabbits. And you giant and you know the bigger the rabbit there's a 20 minute or there that's a five minute and a half rabbit boy that rascal I chased him good so every pastor's got some rabbits right so I yes you say Jeff's a rabbit chaser sometimes yeah I do that so when I step out there and chase the rabbit come back with me okay I'll come back real quick I can jump right back I know sometimes it's harder for you guys. You want to park there, but just don't do that, okay? Okay, I didn't lost the story on the rabbit anyway. I, I guess we didn't need that rabbit. What was it? I don't know. Anyway, that's bad when you forget your own rabbit, isn't it? That might be good, though. Okay, you can say, I've been blessed today. 
he left out one rabbit. I don't pull them out of the hat. They just happen, okay? But let's pray before we look at this. Lord God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for a theme this year that says to walk in a manner worthy of our calling. Because we see that. And we see that Paul sees that in the church at Colossae. Lord, I thank you for his involvement. I thank you for those that are there and involved. Lord, we just praise you and thank you for that, Jesus. Amen. Let's, let's take some of you back to school just for a moment. You know, you did that in PE where you, you choose up sides, dodgeball, or they don't allow that now. What, what do they play? They don't play dodgeball. I guess it's touch me not or something. I don't know. But he, I don't know what that would be. But anyway, anyway, they're picking teams, and the two, the two best were always the selector in my day. Anyway, and maybe I was kind of middle of the pack. I was never first chosen. But say just maybe you were that person that was only got chose because until everybody was picked, you weren't going to get to play. And so you line up head down thinking, oh, well, here we go again. I'll be the last one picked. And they get ready to call, and the first, pick, first person picked is you. And you're like, me? You want me? Yeah, you. I want you. And rather than being last, you're the first selected. You have no abilities. You're not good at it even touch me not. I mean, you are alive. You can breathe. But you've been selected first by the star. Now just think for a moment. What would you want to do? If he said, sit in the corner and touch me not, man, I'd want to do that, wouldn't you? If he said, get on first base, I don't care if you can catch it or not, I want you to stop that ball, you'd probably be willing to do that to walk in a manner that is worthy of our calling is to live in a way which honors Jesus Christ. Because when we had nothing to offer, he selects us. When we are worthless, he says, you're invaluable and priceless. When anybody and everybody writes you off as hopeless and a failure, he says, you're mine. So let thy grace like a fetter bind us. The grace is God's selecting us.
being part of the body of Christ is being part of his incredible body. Wow. And that's who Paul is addressing. He's addressing a church that was Gentile, that was outside being part of the Jewish chosen ones. But because of Jesus Christ, they're now included in this. You know, they can pump out their chest and say, we are part of God's family. Yes. Incredible, isn't it? Okay. I think I've only taught sitting twice, so this is a, a third time. It's a swivel teach. I'm going to be back and forth. You're getting sleepy. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's a short rabbit. Mm. Who's counting rabbits? Have we got a... Debbie is? Okay. <laughs> My oldest son, Stephen, who's a materials engineer, uh, the first Sunday I preached at Center Point Baptist Church tells me, Dad, you went back and forth 73 times. And I'm like, what did I speak on? I don't know. You just back and forth. <laughs> 73. Okay, there. We, we had to get that rabbit out of the way. Okay. Now, Colossians 1, verse 3. We give thanks to God the Father and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before the, in the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you as it has also in the world and is bringing forth fruit as it is also among you since the day you heard it and knew the grace of God in truth. Were you praying for a period like me? Paul can really load it up, can he? I mean, that's five. Did we even get to the period there? No, semicolon. That's what I always used in writing. I like to use that semicolon, you know, curveball, right? You thought it was a sentence. Verse 8, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. I think there's the period. We get five verses in one sentence, and it's packed. I think the longest non the genealogy is the longest verse sentence in the Bible, the genealogy of Jesus. I think it's Ephesians 1, 1 through 14. It's one sentence. Wow. How many weeks will we spend on that one, Matt? A lot. Yeah, it's loaded. A lot like this one. But my first reading of this, I know I'm, you're not me and I'm not you. But Billy Dumpy Moreland came to mind for me. The scripture says Paul, when he heard of their faith and their love and the hope, it made him be thankful to God. We're dealing with the past now, my past. Billy Dumpy Moreland was a young man, he was a preacher's kid who came back from Vietnam 
when I was about 13 years old. He did RAs. The closest thing we have to that is uh, trail life here at our church. Is Robert here? How many people here? How many men and women, trail life and American Heritage Girls? Would you stand up just for a moment? Yeah. Let the people see you. These are people that are involved in young children and teenagers' lives, helping them to walk in a manner that's worthy of the kingdom. Yeah. No, y'all stand up the whole time. No. <laughs> I love to chase them rabbits. I thought it'd be my shirt. Rabbit chaser. Okay. They're helping our young people walk in a manner that's worthy of the calling of Jesus Christ. They're helping give them something foundational that they can hold on to for all of eternity. Billy Moreland was fresh back from Vietnam. I was 13 years old and I was a, you know, barely hanging on in church. But Billy was one of those individuals that would take us camping and playing basketball and teaching and praying and loving us and accepting us. He kept me involved in church when I'm more than likely I would have walked away totally. To all you guys, thank you. You're Billy Morelands to somebody in some way, form, or fashion. Someday, maybe when they read Colossians 1, 3 through 12, and they shut their eyes and they thank God for people that are making a difference in the Christian life. They'll remember you guys. Billy's gone on to be with the Lord just last year, I think. I probably never shared with him how much that meant. That ought not be. If we follow Paul's example that he shares in here, the body of Christ ought to be busy about affirming, encouraging, sharing, loving, caring, praying, all of those simple want another truths that we learn as a child. And as believers, we never, ever outgrow. To hear of someone loving as Jesus loves <clears throat> means we have to walk through that door called one another the one another because we can't love if we're unwilling to share we can't love if we're unwilling to pray for one another we can't love whoa yeah okay i'm i'm your animated one okay Ooh, that's gabby <laughs> okay can't do those things separated from the one another within the body of Christ it calls for us 
to drop our barriers, to be real with one another, and to share with them. I love the fact that Paul says, when I think about you, I'm praying for you, and I'm thankful to God for you. He talks about their love within the body of Christ. Jesus said, by your love for one who? Another. They will know that you're my disciples by your love. Let me say to you, and I'll put it in Jeff language, you ain't going to love without the one another, without being willing to associate and share and care and help all of the one another's are things that bring us about being thankful. The scripture says that Paul, Paul is writing to the church at Colossae. Matt, Matt touched on it last week. Jesus in John chapter 10. Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. He says, I know my sheep. And they know me. They know my voice. Knowing your sheep is knowing those individuals. Take a good look around you. Some of you, I don't know that well. Now, my small group, I've got to know pretty well, and they know my warts and all, all my monkey hates, and that's another rabbit. We won't go there. But they, they know all them little things. Jeff's laughing. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, we laugh a lot. They, they know all my shortcomings. But in small groups, gang, is where you begin to know one another in a special way. And that's where modern-day present Billy Moreland's pop in like Matt. Leonard McGee, when I couldn't get to physical therapy, he comes, loads me in his Honda. Brad Binkley sets me in his truck, gets down on his knee, takes my foot, and bends my, that big old wide foot to get inside his truck. So man, I couldn't do it that first day I had to go. But he did that. Love connecting. Paul says, I heard about your faith. I heard about your love. Do you see the people involvement here? I, I love the fact, and he goes on in, ver in verse in verse 9, he continues, For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. When God brings people to mind to us that we have ministered to, that have ministered to us in valuable ways, there should be something that within us says, God, thank you. For Matt doing that, just, he was playing outfield in case I fail. He was playing outfield in case pride preceded my fall, right? I guess. I don't know. Leonard was there because he was asked and he cared. And when I think about those acts of kindness, I'm thankful to the living God of Jesus Christ. 
I'm thankful to his, him for his grace that allows me to be part of this incredible body of Christ where we minister to one another. I've been blessed to be here a long time, a long time, way back, I guess, since 98 here. Been blessed in other churches that I've built bonds with there. If I ask you today to shut your eyes, just do it for a moment. Shut your eyes, yeah. Think of someone in your past that through the power of God's ministered to you in some way. Right now, would you intercede and pray for them and thank them? Thank the Lord for them, what they did. No matter how simple. My aunt gave Kool-Aid and Mama's cookies to me when I was in Bible school at five years old. I'm thankful for that. Is there someone you're thankful for right now? then praise the Lord Jesus. God, I pray everyone in this room could issue a prayer of thanksgiving for someone that has ministered, encouraged, affirmed, and loved them as Jesus has. Thank you, Lord, for hearing these prayers of thanksgiving. probably thinking as slow as I go we, we may not get to 10 we're going to get to 10 we're doing a fast run through this is really not my favorite style but we're, we're going to do it okay he's praying that they well let's back it up we don't want to miss all of nine he's praying that they be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Wow. You making your prayer list for Jeff? I'll take that order every day. Every moment. I'll take that above being healed of type 1 diabetes. I'll take that over restoring my eyesight from retinopathy. Do you hear what he's praying for? That they be filled. Think of the difference. This body, the grove would be if you and I prayed like that for the people we rub shoulders with in this body and cared about, that they be filled with the knowledge of God's perfect will in their life. Woo! That's, man. I 
think, but I love it when the hair stands up on your arm. It's always up on my head. God knows how many I got. He knows I lost a bunch today, too, probably, on that hair stand. But what a difference if we'd be busy about earnestly praying like that for each other. He goes on to continue to, that they would be bearing fruit and be known. You know, Paul, and I may have read through it earlier a little fast. Did, did I get to Epaphras? I don't think I did, did I? Jeez. That's what you get when you teach messy. I'm sorry. I'm just, I just like to talk with you, I guess. But when we pray like that, incredible things happen. Paul prays that these Christians would grow to the full knowledge of God's perfect will for their life. There's one thing, guys, we're never going to get in this life here and now. We're not going to get the full knowledge. I don't care how much you can hold. You're not going to get that full dose so that you're always going to need more and more and more until we have made like him in his image when we're called to be with him. So that's an incredible thing, isn't it? And we're called to bear fruit. You know, I, I like what Jesus said about bearing fruit. He said, I think it's five times in the Gospel of John, he says, abide in me, abide in me, abide in me, abide in me. He says, apart from me, you can do nothing. How many of us ever had some nothing times in your life? Maybe the first question we need to be asking, am I walking apart from Christ when I'm abiding in him? loving as Jesus loved then the fruit is produced as a natural result of that I don't have to make fruit or be fruit I abide in Christ by coming to the full knowledge of him when we pray that what an incredible prayer So let's, let's package this kind of together. And I want to bring it more, even more into the present. Uh, Ron and Lisa Estes are right up there. They're in Children's Church filling in for Debbie and I today. A month ago, it was our first Sunday back after knee surgery. It was, it was neat to be with them. Uh, we had some of the kids sharing some needs and and so I looked over at Eli I love him he's got that smile always grinning I said Eli would you pray about that need for them don't remember what it was but I remember his willingness just said sure 
because one of the one of the kids had just shared a need in there and they just just like that boom, Eli prayed for that need right following that he, Daniel wasn't going to be outdone Danny so he had to pray we almost had a prayer competition but it was beautiful because the dog I, I told you about little Jerry Seinfeld was our black lab that had turned gray uh, he had gone off the dive that Friday night and I shared that with some of the kids that morning and Brian with a Y Brian and Christy Walden little Brian was precious he prayed about us losing our dog he prayed for little Jerry Seinfeld let me tell you there's a lot of deeper things in this Colossians 3 through 12 but I walked away thinking if we could all become little Brian's with a Y where we were listening in tune to the simplest needs of fellow believers and willing to intercede and pray and come alongside them then this body will never have a problem walking in a manner that's worthy of a calling. If we would just be that simple. You say, how do we get there? When God brings to mind to you someone that's ministered to you someone that's doing something that's worthy of yours encouraging them then do it when they're doing their best to be faithful to the call that God has placed on their life affirm them in that value what they're doing share that encouragement with them thank them for what they are doing for the Lord be involved in the little things so when the big things pop up we're prepared to do that Some of the most powerful times in my life, spiritually, have came when I could say this sentence, not a Pauline one. I know somebody's praying for me. I don't know who, but I know somebody's praying. some of the most encouraging and affirming 
things I've heard in my walk with Jesus Christ have been when someone verbalized that or put it in written form to me. I'm praying for you. I'm behind you. I'm with you. Because I tell you, you know, your life's full of a lot of uncertainties. There's going to be some little Jerry Seinfelds at your house, in quotes, that'll go off and they'll never come back. There's going to be all kinds of things in life. And the more we interconnect with others, praying that they grow to the full knowledge of Jesus Christ. Praying that they would bear fruit. The more blessed we're all going to be.